This is season two, episode eight, Boundaries. Hi, I'm Sabrina DeYoung. I'm a life coach, and I'm a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is the Perspective Detective podcast. Here, I'm going to share true principles and mind management tools to help you live in a more empowered way with you as the creator of your life. Let's do this. So I thought it might be useful to talk about boundaries for this holiday season. And pardon my voice, I, we've been a little sick around our house and I've coughed a lot and I, my voice is just low, <laughs> but it is what it is. And I had a magical moment where I had no kids at home. So got to take advantage of those times. So holiday season coming up. I think this is often a time where we struggle with boundaries and lots of family things coming up and that's okay. I actually told my sister I was preparing this podcast about boundaries and her response was, oh, that's a scary topic. <laughs> I was like, why? And she's like, I don't know. Thinking about boundaries gives me anxiety. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I, I wonder if anybody else feels that way. I'm, I bet lots of people do. I did. I totally did. Years ago, first, when I heard the term boundaries, I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I have them. And I did. Everybody does somewhere. But a lot of times, our, we have boundaries, but we don't hold them and then create resentment. So... I really wanted to dig into this topic because boundaries is still something that I'm working on myself. And I really like to share topics that I'm working on for myself. <laughs> anyway, so I'm not the greatest at holding boundaries still, even though I've learned a lot and I have been practicing for years now. Um, but I'm definitely figuring out some things and I wanted to share with you because I think boundaries can really solve a lot of our personal struggles. So again, like with my sister, just kind of relating to like, oh, boundaries give me anxiety. I also used to equate boundaries with confrontation, which is why for me, it gave me anxiety. I just thought like, I can't hold a boundary unless I tell a person that they're crossing my boundary or let them know ahead of time what my boundary is going to be. Either way, that sounds like an uncomfortable conversation. And for a person like me, whose primary strength, according to Gallup's strength finder test, <laughs> my primary strength is harmony. And so naturally, not going to be a fan of confrontation. I'm a natural peacemaker. And on the converse, also makes me a natural people pleaser. And people pleasers struggle with boundaries. So if you're not a people pleaser and you're like, I don't know why this is a big deal, then that's probably why. But I think a lot of us do kind of tend toward that people pleasing and struggling with boundaries. So I really wanted to share a few things about the boundaries and that they don't have to lead to confrontation. They can totally be done out of love. So some of these things that I'm going to talk about do require some additional mind management skills, but they're absolutely teachable and learnable. Okay? So don't be scared. It's fine. So from what I've gathered, boundaries are most effective 
when they are coming from a place of love. Three loves. Three loves here. Love for yourself, love for the other person, and love for your relationship. If you're in a spot where you feel like you need to set a boundary, start with a little self-inventory. So I like to ask and encourage my clients to ask these questions. In what way is the action that you want to set the boundary on hindering your ability to love yourself? Okay. And then the other one is which of your own needs are going unmet by not holding this boundary? And why is this thing a problem for you? The thing that you need to set a boundary. Why are you having a problem? Okay. So getting really clear on your own unmet needs and being able to come from a place of love for yourself can move you closer to deciding on having love for someone else too. It's always so much easier to love others when we first really love ourselves and know ourselves, okay? So with all that in mind and with a clear perspective on love for yourself and others, now it's time to set the boundary. Don't set the boundary before you're clear on that you're setting it out of a place of love, okay? Let me be clear about something else, okay? I really want (laughs) this to be like crystal clear. Boundaries are not rules that we make for other people to behave the way that we want them to behave. Boundaries are not rules for other people, okay? We cannot control other people. I can say it like a thousand times till I'm blue in the face and we still, you know, want to control other people. But trying to control others is just going to lead to suffering for both of you. It doesn't work. You don't want to be controlled. So please don't try to control someone else, even if you know better, even if you know that if they just do this other thing, their life is going to be better. Your life's going to be better. Still can't control them. Okay. One, sorry, I'm going on a little tangent here. (laughs) One of the phrases that I see is so much like in the online spaces and I quote, your boundaries need to be respected. See this all the time or he or she needs to respect your boundaries. Make it clear that your boundary needs to be upheld. All of this like needs to be or should be. Oh, irritates me because it's just not a thing. Okay. And I say this with all the love that I can muster, my friends. It is not a thing that you can tell somebody else what they need to do or that your boundaries need to be respected. Not a thing. I'm sorry. Okay. This is just not within your scope of control. Okay. And frankly, it sounds more like a temper tantrum than a statement of empowerment. All right. That was my my vent here. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think this is a really common misunderstanding with boundaries. Lots of people, and I was probably one of them before I understood what boundaries were. Many people believe that a boundary is an expectation of how someone should behave if they're going to have a relationship with you, right? And by relationship, I mean any relationship with your mother-in-law, your neighbor, as a parent, with your child, with friend, with your spouse, whatever. So this expectation in the relationship in the coaching world, we call this a manual, okay? So new fun little word for you. Some examples of manuals could be, my child should not lie to me. Just an example. My child should not lie to me. This is 
the manual that I've given to my kid. Or my husband should go to sleep at the same time I do. Like, we should get ready for bed and go to sleep at the same time. Which just should. Like, that's what good couples do. Or how about this one? And I actually told my mom <laughs> when I first had kids that she's not allowed to buy noisy toys for my children. And so that was a manual that I gave my mom. <laughs> mom, you can't buy noisy toys for my kids. Did she follow it? No. No, she did not. And it's fine. <laughs> um, anytime, I think a good way to remember this is anytime you use in a sentence or imply that someone should or should not do something, it's a manual. You have a manual for them. And of course, we do this with strangers as well, right? Let me give you an example that I recently had with somebody that I worked with, okay? She was coming to me with a complaint that her mother-in-law spoils her children. Her mother-in-law buys too many toys or too many things because it was also clothes for her kids. She buys them new stuff every week, even though my client has asked her, please don't buy things for the kids outside of like special occasions. And on special occasions, only buy what I can approve, Okay. And she's like, I'm the mom. I should be able to set these boundaries. Right. And she recently had just found out that the mother-in-law for Christmas bought uh, like three more expensive gifts for the kids, including the same thing that she herself had bought for her own children. Okay. Hope you're following me here. So she told her mother-in-law, you need to respect my boundary and stop buying things for my kids. But mother-in-law kept doing what she was doing. So she came to me with, what should I do? She came expecting an answer about how to how to change her mother-in-law. I mean, of course, we phrase it in like, how can I, you know, how can I like work with this person? What should I say to him? You know, how can I communicate more clearly of how she should respect my boundary? And and the thing is, is we can't demand that someone else respect our boundary. I already said that at the beginning. That's not a thing. All that we can do is decide what we are going to do. All you can do is decide what you're going to do when someone else takes an action. Okay. So if in case, in the case, like with my client, she clearly communicated the amount of things that she wanted the children to have, like how many gifts was appropriate to her. She'd already communicated that. So that part was done. So the part that she is able to control, the part that you're able, I'm just going to say you because I'm talking to the computer and I'm, I'm imagining I'm talking to you, okay? The part that you can control in this situation is whether or not you're going to keep the gifts. So if you are my client and you're in this spot where your mother-in-law keeps giving gifts to your kids and you don't like it, you get to control what you're going to do with the things, as the mother of the house, you do you get to decide that that part is within your power. You decide what stays in your home. You can donate the gifts. You can give them back to mother-in-law. You can return them to the store. You can box them up and leave them in the basement. Or you can keep fighting with your mother-in-law. That part is up to you. That's the part that is boundaries. But right now, this complaining and expecting her to change, that's not getting your own back expecting her to do the changing, that's not you supporting you, okay? You're not even respecting your own boundary by continually, begrudgingly accepting the gifts and complaining about it. You're not really sending the message of what your boundary is at all. You're just sending a message that you're a grumpy daughter-in-law. And none of this has to be done in a grumpy way. So 
let's figure out, let's, I'm going to help you go through this, this process to clean up your thoughts. Like I said at the beginning, let's clean up the thoughts, do this, you know, ask the questions, okay, so that we can come from a place of love. Okay, so let's first look at mother-in-law's perspective, okay? Why is she buying things for the kids in the first place? Um, we can come up with all sorts of answers, but I think that the easiest one is because that's the way that she shows love. That's the one that I would want to believe if I were in her shoes, okay? I would want to believe that my mother-in-law is buying things for my children because that's the way that she shows love. Really, you can come up with any reason that you want to believe, and honestly, it doesn't truly matter what her motives are. They very well could be that she's just trying to be competitive and trying to win the hearts of your children and make them turn against you. I don't know. I don't know why you would want to believe that. <laughs> but you get to choose to believe whatever you want because your reality is all going to be in your thoughts anyways. So we're going to go with that one, that she's buying them because that's how she shows love. Okay, so then we're going to look at love for yourself. Why do you not want the things that she buys and gives to your kids? Or why do you not want them to stay in your house? What is the loving reason that you can come up with for yourself? So for my client, she was just like a minimalistic kind of person, okay? She was the kind of person who just felt more peace with less stuff and thought that her children could be more creative with less in their life. And that's like, that's understandable. We get that, right? She has a good reason for wanting what she wants. And she liked her reasons and her perspective was another, was a perspective of love for herself and her kids and the mother that she wanted to be. So we've got love for mother-in-law, love for herself, and then we go on to love for the relationship. So this is the part where I love what Brene Brown says, which is clear is kind and unclear is unkind. She says in her studies, it was revealed that most of us avoid clarity because we tell ourselves we're being kind when what we're actually doing is being unkind and unfair. It's not fair to be unclear, right? And to make somebody else guess what you're thinking and try to have them read your mind and then be angry when they don't do that because it's impossible. So love for the relationship to me would look like this. Hey, mother-in-law, thanks for loving my kids so much. I really appreciate all that you do for us. I know that you are well-meaning and you're gift-giving and we love you so much and we really appreciate the gifts. But as their mother, I've decided that for now in our lives, we're working on living with less things. I'd really appreciate it if you would come up with different ways to love the grandbabies. I understand that you love buying things, but we just don't want so much in the house. So if you continue to buy things, okay, again, being clear, this I gave you all my reasons. If you continue to want to buy them things, then I will probably give them back to you or I'm going to donate them to another family. But again, thank you. We really appreciate your love. So it's, and I know it's long and it's wordy but it's clear, okay? <laughs> I know these conversations can be really difficult too. And that's why I really recommend that you clean up your thoughts beforehand. Again, make sure that you're coming from a place of love, love for yourself, love for the other person, love for the whole relationship. And again, also remember, it's not your job to protect someone else's feelings. You can say everything right and 
the other person that you're communicating with is going to have their thoughts and they're going to have their feelings about it. And that's all their choice. Okay. And then, and the other way around for you, like it's not someone else's job to protect your feelings. That is your responsibility. You have the power to do that. Okay. So another thing I want to address is you do not always have to have a conversation to set a boundary. This was obviously a really long example about having a really big fat conversation, <laughs> but I just wanted to go through that to really make it clear, okay? But you don't have to have a conversation to set a boundary. You can also set a boundary simply by getting your own back. I think I would mentioned that before and I didn't explain it, but getting your own back is just you getting to decide ahead of time what you're going to do in a certain situation to protect and support yourself. Okay, so one that I see come up mostly for myself is a boundary. I need a boundary around time. I like I will decide that I am going to do focused work at a certain time. We'll just say, for example, 1230 to 2. And then things come up between 1230 to 2. Like my neighbor will call and invite me to come have lunch or my husband will ask me to do a quick favor of him or my sister will send me messages and I get lots of Marco Polos and I really, I'm really social and so I really like to answer them and listen and talk back. And then it will come 2.30 and I will not have done any of the work that I had designated to do during my focus time. And then I sit and wonder why I can't get anything done. <laughs> So I've learned that I really need to set boundaries around my time. Like I have to put it in my calendar, get a babysitter, turn off my phone and support myself in the commitment that I've made to myself. So I wrote a post about this a little while ago and uh, one of my friends reached out to me and she's like, but what about what about service, right? What if you set your time in a way that this is going to be my focused work time and then somebody really needs your help? Isn't service, you know, kind of like on the hierarchy of importance? Like, shouldn't I, if I want to be a good person, shouldn't I drop everything to go help somebody? And I did think it was an interesting question. I think this comes up a lot um, with people of faith and also just people who highly value serving, which is probably you if you're listening to this kind of a podcast. And I know by, by the kind of person that she is, it, it didn't surprise me. But anyway, service aside, I think that we're often wondering if there's something more important that we should be doing, right? <laughs> if there's something more important that we should do. And that's fine. Like, that's our brain. Like, our brain is always going to try and offer other things for us to do. And so two things. One, you just need to tell your brain that it's fine and that you're committing to yourself and just, you know, kind of, again, like I've always said, like, watch your thoughts and answer back to your brain. Okay, so that's one. And then the other thing that I thought of, this isn't a tool that I like, which is Covey's um, urgency versus importance hierarchy, which is generally if something is truly urgent, then somebody will find me and I will find out. But often the things that we think are important are not necessarily urgent. If my neighbor reaches out and says, I need you to call so-and-so to organize a meal for them because they're sick. Like that's important. That's something I want to do to serve, but it's not urgent. I don't need to do it right now. And I don't even need to see that message right now. So pick what's truly important to you and ask, do you love yourself enough to have a boundary around it? What are you going to do to protect love and support yourself? So 
Again, the holiday season is well upon us. I think the time this one, this podcast will publish, it'll be just before Thanksgiving or the week of Thanksgiving. Okay. And to be totally honest with you, the holidays are like have been a stressful time for my family. We live close to both my husband's and my family. And when we were first newly married, we felt like so pulled in all the directions. And we're like, we have to go all the places to all the grandparents. And we we are not allowed to make decisions for ourselves. We just go at wherever, whenever. And it just, it wasn't enjoyable for us, really. And we've learned over the, the 15 years that we've been married to set boundaries around the time that we want to have with our family. And I'm actually really proud of the way that my husband and I have learned now to handle the holidays. Of course, we're not perfect, but what we have done is decide ahead of time what we're willing to do and what we want to reserve for ourselves and our own nuclear family and what time we are willing to give. And it's it's been some hard conversations. I I had to let my mom down and let her know that we're not going to Thanksgiving. And I just made it really clear that I loved her, but this is we're just not. And I let her decide to feel how she wanted to feel about it. We have our own rules about Christmas and New Year's as well. And not everybody in our extended family likes what we do, like I said. But that's okay. They're not the ones that need to like what we do. We're the ones that need to like what we do. And that doesn't mean that we love our families any less. It just means that we're getting our own back and we're taking care of us in the most loving way that we can. Okay, so that's all I've got for you. I hope the biggest takeaways that I hope you get from this episode is boundaries are about what you can control for yourself to support yourself. And they are best made when coming from a place of love. Again, love for you, love for the other person, and love for the overall relationship. And then the third one is that clear is kind. So you can practice those relation those, not those relationships, <laughs> you can practice those conversations in your head if you need to before. Like, again, like clean up your thoughts about it. If you like this episode, please share it out with your friends. I really appreciate it. And remember to follow the podcast and give me a rating and review. It really is so helpful and encouraging and I really appreciate it. You can always connect with me on my Instagram at Sabrina Perspective Detective. If you are curious about coaching, I do do the life coaching. You can sign up for a free consult and coaching session. Um, I do hope you have a wonderful holiday and as always, be watchful and stay curious.